Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Matt Cutler. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. If you have children of school age, or children who will be entering a public school within the next few years, we're actually very concerned with conditions in our school system. But it isn't a problem for parents alone. It should concern everyone. All of us have a stake in America, and America's future will always rest in her children. It is estimated that by 1960, there will be 8 million more children in our public schools than there are now. More equipment, more textbooks, more schools, more teachers will be needed. To help assure America's children of proper education, join and work with local groups and school boards now. And if you want free information about the way people in other communities are improving their schools, write to this address, Better Schools, 2F 45th Street, New York City. Remember that unless action is taken now, more and more communities in the next few years will fall even farther behind in their elementary school programs. For guidance on what steps to take, write Better Schools, 2 West 45th Street, New York City. Mr. McGee of 79 Whistle Vista did something last night that he hasn't done for 30 years. He walked in his sleep. About half past one this morning, Dr. George Gamble and the McGee's next-door neighbor, Mr. Nelson, took our hero down out of a maple tree in the front yard and sent him back to bed. Here he is now, walking again, only this time he's wide awake. All right, just keep walking ahead of me and don't reach for your gun. One wrong move and I'll let you have it, Mr. Dewdrop. Boy, this Dick Tracy sure brings him in. Wow. Yeah, I think I'll sit out here on the front steps so I won't be bothered and finish the comics before I go on the house. Uh, hi, Mr. McGee. <laughs> How are you doing this morning? Yeah. Oh, hello, Les. How are you? Oh, okie dokie, thank you. How's Sally, okay? Well, she's just fine. Good. Well, I better go on the house, I guess. Molly's probably waiting for the paper. You sure got a kick out of what happened to you last night. Molly? You didn't tell Molly. Yeah, no, I mean Sally. Oh. When I told her how about Grandma finds you up in that tree sitting there in your pajamas fast asleep. Say, it's a good thing you had your overcoat on or you'd have caught the pneumonia. Not so loud, Les. I don't want Molly to know I walked in my sleep last night. Well, why not? She knows you used to walk in your sleep every time you ate one of those peanut butter and applesauce sandwiches, don't she? It's plum butter and rhubarb sauce that does it to me. You know I'm not a bit surprised. The thing is, Molly don't even know I had any plum butter and rhubarb sauce last night. I promised her I wouldn't touch the stuff. After we got to talking about it, though, I got to hunger for it. I couldn't resist it. First time I'd had that combination in 30 years. Well, then you got out of bed and went sleepwalking, huh? Just like when I was a kid. It's a good thing you and Doc found me up in that tree while Molly was still asleep. Well, what do you suppose made you climb the tree, anyhow? I don't know. guess it goes back to when I was a kid. Well, it sure is a kid pastime, all right. You see, when I used to sleepwalk as a kid, my folks always kept a stepladder outside the second-story window. So if I got locked out, I'd be able to climb back in. I guess last night I thought the tree was a ladder. It's a good thing you didn't climb into anybody's second-story window, or it'd be all over town by now. Now, be sure and tell Sally not to say anything, Les. You know how wives are. Molly'd worry herself to death about this. Oh, no, we, we won't say anything, Mr. McGee. Good. Molly found out I was sitting up in that tree at 1 o'clock this morning. I don't know what I'd say. I, I couldn't explain it, and I don't... You could tell her you'd found the bird's nest, and you're up there 
Kind of giving him a midnight snack. <laughs> well, I'll well, see you later. Uh, why is it everybody suddenly becomes a comedian when a guy's in trouble? And... Hi, Molly. I'm home. I brought the morning paper. McGee, what are you going to do about this overcoat? Uh, 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 overcoat? Yes, your brown overcoat. This overcoat right here. Uh, what do you mean to do about it? Something wrong? Didn't you promise me a week ago, the day the weather turned mild, that you would take this overcoat right down to the cleaner? Well, I did take it to the cleaner. Right after you asked me to, I took it to the cash and carry. Do you mean to tell me it got this dirty again in less than a week? Mm-hmm. Just look at it. What have you been doing, climbing trees in it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, to tell you the truth, Molly, I, I meant to take it to the cleaners, but I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I thought. You can't fool Mommy, dear. You, you should know that by now. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody fools you. I shouldn't try. Well, I'll take the coat down today. Start on it. Incidentally, there's a button off it, too. <laughs> Do you have it? Button? No, I, I never noticed. Oh, tore right off. Said no. Must have caught on a... I uh, must have caught on something. Well, I'll have the cleaner put a button on. You want to see the paper? I got the paper for you. Want to see? You go right ahead and read it, Terry. I've got to finish the dishes. Okay. Ah, there goes a good kid. If you ever found out this overcoat had been to the cleaners last week, and I was out climbing trees in it in my sleep. Well, what did happen to that button? Probably lost it somewhere last night. Oh, well. Now for the news. Let me see. Hmm. Oh, hey, Molly, listen to this. What is it, McGee? Here in the morning paper. Big jewel robbery last night. A phantom burglar climbed in the second-story window with a ladder and stole old man McDonald, the president of the Third National Bank's wife, jewels. They call him a phantom burglar because nobody saw him. Says the only clue they found is a... Button? Brown overcoat button, which was apparently ripped off the burglar's coat. What did you say, dearie? I'm sorry. Well, I don't, I don't see what you said. I want to talk to him about last night. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't think you did him. So I'm going to take this overcoat to the cleaners like you said. Yeah, to the cleaners. This overcoat with the button missing. Oh, goodbye. There's more fun with the McGee shortly. Why don't you do yourself a favor? One that will help you take your dream trip. Or buy that new car you'll set your heart on. You'll be on the right road if you sign up now for the payroll savings plan where you work. On the plan, you'll be investing regularly in United States savings bonds. You'll be saving money and earning extra dollars, too. Because when your savings bonds mature, they pay you back $4 for every three you put in, $100 for every $75 invested, even more if you hold them longer. That's a handsome return for your money, one you can get without skimping a bit. You see, the payroll savings plan is the easy, automatic way to save money. Your employer does everything for you. Saves your money, buys your bonds, even hands them to you. All you do is watch your stockpile grow. And the happy fact is that you'll be surprised how soon it grows if you start saving regularly on the payroll savings plan. Look, tomorrow's dreams come true. Invest today in United States savings bonds. And here's the overcoat, Doc. I brought it with me. Do you suppose I... Now, now, now. Take it easy, McGee. Does Molly know about this? No. That's why I came over here to your office. Look at it split. If Molly found out, I'm probably a jewel thief. Oh, stop jumping at conclusions. Say, Scott, just because an overcoat button was found at the scene of the robbery is no sign of... A brown overcoat button. Look at my overcoat. A brown overcoat. The one I wore last night over my pajamas. There's a million brown overcoats in town. Yeah, but look at it. There's a button missing right there. Don't you understand, Doc? I lost one of my buttons. You keep this up and you'll probably lose the rest of them. 
Now, look. But don't you see, Doc? All the evidence points right at me. I was out last night walking in my sleep. I can't prove where I went. So I probably climbed an old man McDonald's second-story window like I used to do as a kid and took the jewels. I didn't do it, did I? Of course you didn't do it. Ha! Who's going to believe that? I wonder where I put them jewels. A good question. What was I wearing when you found me in that tree last night? Just my pajamas and this overcoat? Oh, no. You were much more formal than that. I was? Yes. You also had on a pair of gloves and earmuffs. Is that all? Was I carrying a bag or anything? No, but then it would be rather difficult to find a bag that would go with that outfit. He did look rather charming. Oh, he? cut it out. This is serious. I'm trying to figure out where I put those jewels. I keep telling you, Sonny, you're just not the jewel thief type. Now, why don't you go home and forget the whole oh, thing? Geez. They couldn't have been in my pajamas. I don't have any pockets in there. You can't hide anything in your muff. No, but you could hide them in your ears. If you'd like to hop on your left foot for a while, I'll get a basket. Logical place to put them would be in this overcoat. When I look through the pocket twice, and I'll look again and make sure. Hey, wait a minute. What's this? It's just a key. Probably a letterbox key. Oh. Well, that's all there is in here. Not in my overcoat. Well, don't be so disappointed. You know, I think secretly you hoped you'd find those jewels and get your name in the paper. And have Molly find out I walk in my sleep? Well, she'd be so worried about me walking every night, she'd be a nervous wreck. She... Hmm. What's the matter? This key. Probably for your letterbox. What about it? See, we don't have a lock on our letterbox. It's just one of those gadgets that snaps open and closed. Well, that's probably just the key you used to use around the house, and you forgot about it. You know how bad your memory is. Yeah, but... Oh, come on. Snap out of it. Stop staring at that silly key. You never pulled that jewel robbery, so let's forget it. That's easy for you to say. You weren't the one who slept walked last night. You woke up this morning with a button missing and a strange key in your pocket. For all I know, this may be the key to old man McDonald's jewel box. Impossible. Why? Well, if there was a missing key, they would have mentioned it in the papers. Maybe they overlooked it. Uh. I'll bet anything that's what this key is. I did it, Doc. I just know I did. I gotta find out. Give me that phone. Who are you calling? Hello, operator. Give me the police station. Police? No, no, not now, Mert. This is an emergency. Just get me the cops. The burglary division. You're not going to confess, you stupid old... Pick up that extension, Doc. You see. Hello? Burglary division? Let me talk to the guy in charge of second story job. Uh, Hello? Sergeant O'Hara speaking. Now, if I were you, McGee, I wouldn't stick my neck out because you... Hello, Sergeant? About this jewel robbery at the McDonald house last night. Oh, another reporter, huh? Why don't you guys all show up here at the same time? If you were here this morning, you'd know the jewels are missing, and the only clue we have so far is an overcoat button. Yeah, I know, but about the jewel box. Was it locked? Did it have a key? No, no key. It was one of the musical kinds. When you open it, it plays Diamonds are a Girl's Best Friend. Anybody could lift a lid if they wanted to. And all that's missing is the jewel. That's right. I tried to tell you, McGee. Now maybe you'll go. Just hmm? the jewels and a small safety deposit box key that lady kept in there. A safety deposit box key? Like the kind you open a letter box with. It was just a small one, and... Hello? Hello? Are, are you still there? Hello, Sergeant. I'm sorry to cut in, but... What happened to the reporter? Who's this? Uh, this is his managing editor. He, uh, uh, he's out. Great, Scott, he is out. McGee! McGee! Miss Ogilvy! In here, quick! Help me get this man up off the floor. Bring a bucket of water. McGee! McGee! Come on, come to McGee! <laughs> Say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Friday night brings more fun-filled entertainment when you set your dial to NBC for the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. When Phil and Alice are joined by Elliot Lewis and Julius Abruzio, the fun really commences. There's a laugh in every line and a bunch of chuckles thrown in for good measure. And then to top off this delightful half hour, you'll hear scintillating songs by both Phil Harris and Alice Faye. 
Yes, the Phil Harris Alex Faye show is loaded with plenty of mirth and music to keep you enjoyably entertained on Friday night. And right before the Phil Harris Alex Faye show over many of these same NBC stations, you'll hear another fun-filled edition of the Bob Hope Show. Tomorrow evening, Bob's special guest will be movie tough guy George Raft. Program will find hope and raft involved in a merry mix-up of identities, and the resultant fun will make truly hilarious. And in addition to the guest appearance of George Raft, you'll hear Hope Show regulars Margaret Whiting and Les Brown with his band of renown. For wonderful comedy entertainment tomorrow evening, be sure to listen to the NBC Radio Network. interesting story in this magazine with you by a young author. Yeah? It's all about a jewel thief and how he worked. Mm-hmm. This author was turned down on his first story, but the magazine's brought this one. Makes him a sort of a second story man, I guess. <laughs> Don't you get it? Second story, second story man? Ain't funny, Mrs. McGee. I thought it was cute, myself. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Brought you the Fiddle of the Dee and Molly program. Thanks, guys. With Joe Thompson as Sergeant O'Hell, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Robert Easton as Jack. This is Dan Royal assuring you that we do our best to keep Mr. McGee out of trouble, but, well, sometimes it's not a job. Tune in tomorrow night for another chapter in the lives of Fiddle of the Dee and Molly. Saturday, hear your road show with Bill Cullen on the NBC Radio Network.